stick your cock up her ass, you motherfucking worthless cocksucker. Did you fuck my mom? Did you fuck my mom? Yippee-ki-yay, motherfucker. tells me that it's a time to do another podcast. Who am I to argue with him? So, we're here with episode 183. And I totally don't have notes in front of me, so I'm going off the, uh... I'm going off of nothing here. Riding the wave. I'm your host, Brother Scott, and joined always, as I just said, Jake, the snake. What's up? And you have notes for introductions? <laughs> yeah, I have a whole notebook full of just weird introductions, but I can't find uh-huh. them. I always wing it, man. (laughs) And that's why you will always be a second-class citizen. And it probably shows on some intros, that's for sure. Hey, it could be worse. It could be, hey, we're not doing an intro. Hey, here's the movie. (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. If you don't know what we're referring to, refer back to episode something or other, American Pie. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, go listen back to that fucking train wreck of an episode. Moving <laughs> <laughs> <That was bad. laughs> on. Yeah, what, what are we, we doing today, Scott? Oh damn, I gotta do it. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it was your your idea for a lot of movies. You got you got a lot of movies on this freaking list that I've never even heard of. So, uh, yeah, let's let's just say that uh, we're, we're we're theming it again. Uh, you, why are we bullshitting? You already know what it is. You've, you've read the title. If you're listening <laughs> exactly. to this. Yeah. Uh, Night of the Twisters and Into the Storm. A couple, yep. couple tornado movies because Jake lives in Tornado Alley. Yep. It pretty much is the start of tornado season. Even though you wouldn't guess it living here in the Midwest. I mean, I think like southern states are probably getting in those tornadoes. But uh, Midwest is still stuck in winter. <laughs> At fucking snowfall the last few days yeah uh, it's uh it's been shit the last couple of days i fucking woke up the other morning to a freaking snowstorm outside and i was like i'm going back to bed and then <laughs> when i woke up again it was sunny and then the snow was gone right it's uh, mother nature just can't make up her mind maybe she's it's, in quarantine too it's fucking may uh no exactly it was almost may <laughs> I don't know why I said yeah. it is. I had the word almost in there. It just didn't come out. Yeah. <laughs> Won't be surprised, though. I can still remember, like, many years ago, I 
I believe it was 2013 because I remember I was going to go see Iron Man 3 and it was still fucking snowing outside. I'm like, great, the start of summer movie season and there's still fucking snow. Yep, it's going to be one of them years. Yeah, well, but hey, at least this year we'll probably not have a summer movie season. Not unless they uh, lower the prices on a lot of that shit. Well, uh, we'll probably get to that in a little bit in the news story segment. But uh, first of all, well, Scott thought he had something. I mean, he messaged me a few weeks ago saying, ooh, I've got a good theory for you. And and, uh, when I bring it up today, he's just like, uh, what? (laughs) (laughs) Have I reached Tyler's status yet? I think you have, man. (laughs) 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 Like I said, Scott, you might start writing these ideas down when you get them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's why I get so ambitious with all this stuff. The episode ideas and what music I want to use for these particular movies and whatnot. What we do have for you is Fucked Up Sex Act and... It is my turn, but do not worry, mine does not involve shit. Well, maybe it could if you're not careful. So this one is called The Land Shark. So this goes, the woman braces herself facing a wall, naked, hands against the wall, legs spread, bent over so that her ass is lusciously jutting out. And she might want to wear a biking helmet and some rollerblading wrist guards to avoid serious injury. Next, the guy also naked as well as stiff cocked walks to the opposite end of the room, places his palms together and raises them above his head, thus imitating the dorsal fin of a shark, and begins chanting the theme to Jaws. When given the predetermined signal, the guy sprints towards the girl at full speed with his pelvis out, fin protruding, and rams her dead square in the ass. Well, what do you think? Um, okay. <laughs> That's uh, got to take some perfect aim, I would say. <laughs> you think? <laughs> and like I said, maybe it would involve shit if you're not careful enough. And make sure, make sure you clean down there. I mean, I know we're having... Toilet paper shortages, but he'll still keep that shit clean. There's always a shower, people. I'm surprised more people don't use the shower. I know. And speaking of, I was uh, shopping the other day, and I actually found some good toilet paper. And even though I didn't really need any, I was like, fuck it, might as well grab it before it all runs out. I didn't know they used trees to make toilet paper. Or how many trees they did. It's freaking, like, 15 million a year they cut down. Yeah, crazy you think about, man. So, the land shark, would you try that? I don't know, I guess. If she's ambitious enough. Yeah, no, my clumsy ass, uh, one of us would get hurt. <laughs> if not both. Here I am! Slip and fall. That's it. I broke my back. I'm dead. <laughs> Channel 4 News team, I'm Veronica Corningstone. And I'm Ron Burgundy. Go fuck yourself, San Diego. Ah! Well, the good news is that there's quite a bit more to talk about today. It's not just going to be, hey, this movie's delayed. But 
we can talk about first about some scene that has been delayed or canceled. And that's unfortunately San Diego Comic Con. Yep, officially canceled, so yeah, that's not happening. Paranoid delusionals. It surprises what? me since kinda of surprises me considering Yozer. I mean, I guess you still got to be careful, but, you know, they're predicting, you know, just to kind of go down a little bit in the summer, especially there's talks about it being seasonal. If it's seasonal, then us in the Midwest, we're fucking screwed since weather doesn't want to make up its mind. But but either way, yeah, I guess you still can't be too careful, especially when we're talking about an event that's going to be like fucking millions of people together in one room. Mm, yeah, whatever. And, uh... Waiting on this shit to be over with, so... I can fucking go to movies and sporting events again. And first of all, I, I want to say... Somebody fucking fired this, uh, proofreader for this article because... It's San Diego, not San Diego. It's not D-E-I-G-O. <laughs> I thought I'd point that out. I guess, speaking of what you're talking about, I just read somewhere that they're saying that some of these movie chains might open up in July. Yeah, if we get a summer movie season, it's just going to be a pretty short one. Like, if they want to freaking do the social distancing, all they got to do is fucking only sell specific seats. Yeah, I imagine so. Yes. Oh. I don't want to talk about it anymore. I'm so sick of this shit. And speaking of potential summer movies, well, we got one that's still slated to come out this summer. So let's keep an eye out on this one. And that movie is The Purge 5, which recently got a title this week, Forever Purge. Honestly, that's all we really know about it as of right now. Yeah, I like that they're keeping everything under wraps. I mean, it makes you really wonder course. what they're doing. Especially oh, I, it's I mean, probably... I, I can't say that. I, uh, I've heard rumors that it's going to be, um, the Purge is now a 24-7 thing. So basically, it's just going back to real life. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we might be living in the Purge soon. Yeah, and supposedly the last one. And, well, let's just see if this actually does get released this year. And if not, well, always possibly later on or next summer. Let's talk about something even cooler. Well, I thought this was pretty much confirmed, but it just got confirmed this week that uh, Sam Raimi is doing the next Doctor Strange movie. I mean, 100%. I could have sworn it was, but they're they're just talking about this week saying that uh, pretty much is confirmed, I guess. Last time we heard, it was just pretty much in talks. That's not what I heard. I heard that it was a definite thing, and he was going to be uh, directing it. Eh, I don't know, but either way, it's officially happening. <clears throat> and of course, as we all know, uh, Sam Raimi likes to work with this one particular guy. Uh, what's his name, Scott? What's this guy Sam Raimi likes to work with a lot? Bruce. Yes. Bruce, Bruce Campbell. What's the shark? What? Bruce Campbell. <laughs> Oh, it's Bruce the Shark, man. Okay. So, yeah, there's talks about him and being in the movie. And, well, Bruce himself has come out and said something. Huh, surely there must be some character that challenged a good doctor. So, I guess maybe Bruce is kind of volunteering himself to be 
a potential villain in the movie. Why not? Jake Gyllenhaal's a fucking villain. Yeah, <laughs> funny enough that uh, Gyllenhaal ended up playing somebody Bruce was rumored to play if Sam Raimi continued with the Spider-Man movies. But you know, that didn't happen. And well, this is just fan art stuff, which I don't talk about, but somebody made fan art of him as Mr. Sinister and looks actually kind of cool. Mm, boss logic. It. Yeah. Yep. But, uh, well, even cooler news, more Bruce Campbell news, because he is now officially joined in Kevin Smith's Mallrats 2. That's happening as well. Yeah, I heard about that. heard that yesterday. And uh, I guess uh, apparently... Twilight of the Mallrats or something? Yep. Apparently I'm reading... Well, it's uh, very, very timely because this uh, apparently is about like how malls are dying out. I guess you kind of have to consider that if you're making a sequel to Mallrats like pretty much in this day and age. Yeah, malls ain't (laughs) too fun to hang out in anymore. Man, this fucking Amazon is coming in and just taking everybody's jobs. Man, this is bullshit. Come on, sir, Bob. Let's go smoke some weed. <laughs> yeah, I I used to like hanging out malls, but, you know, all they really got now that I would consider going into is, like, video game stores. And, and I, unless you really, really want a physical copy of a game, you can pretty much buy those on. PlayStation or Xbox networks. And, uh, yeah, that's pretty much all I do. Other than that, uh, once I got movie theater chains, and I remember those, those were fun. <laughs> I haven't been to that in two months. Feels like an eternity at this point. But hey, yeah, Mallrats 2 with Bruce fucking Campbell. Well, next one is just kind of sad news. Brian Dennehy passed away 81. Guy's been in a ton of movies, but of course, every article I read has to bring up his role as Thomas Callahan in Tommy Boy. Yes, the father of Chris Farley in Tommy Boy. Of course, another memorable role of his is in the very first Rambo movie, First Blood. Plays a sheriff that uh, pretty much makes the Rambo's life a living hell until he snaps. Anything yeah. else? I, uh, I got nothing. I, I didn't watch Rambo. Yeah, but you've seen Tommy Boy. Yeah, I've seen Tommy Boy. Character didn't really make that much of an impact to me. <laughs> okay, moving on. Then. I ain't with all these deaths anymore. It's just, it, at this point, you know, I just, it is what it is. A few reboots happening. Remakes, reboots, uh, whatever the hell you want to call them. Like one, Salem's Lot, which now this will be the third time it's getting made. The first time was like a miniseries back in the 70s, and then it was redone as another miniseries, like in, I say, mid to early, early 2000s with Rob Lowe. So, yeah, this is the third time it's getting adapted. Yeah, let's just see if it's just as good. Or things. Any of the same plot, or at least read the book? Not yet. Book's pretty good, from what I remember. And, uh, well, uh, another reboot that's happening, which, yeah, I say, may bring this on because the sequels, uh, 
just kind of suck. Can a remake be any worse? Yes, a Hellraiser reboot happening. <laughs> that could get worse. Yeah. <laughs> Have you ever seen any of the Hellraiser sequels? It's like, can it? Can it? <laughs> Uh, I have seen them. Yes, it can get worse. Well, the one... I forget the name of it, but it had Lance Henriksen even had fucking Superman in it. And yeah, that one was bad. And especially the one, the first one, where they replaced Doug Bradley and pretty much cast the Pillsbury Doughboy as Pinhead. Woohoo! <laughs> <laughs> Might have fucking well have. This is a wait and see, but like I said, there's no fucking way it can get any worse. Good lord! What are you watching? Two and a half mountain, man. Uh, uh, six seasons worth in the last couple weeks. Where are you watching that on? Just curious. I bought the seasons. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, but... <laughs> they, uh, <laughs> they were on sale for four ninety nine, so I was like, yep, time to buy them. I was kind of considering on binge watching that shit, but uh, you know it's not on any of the streaming services I have, at least. Yeah, no, man, I'm not, not going to. I really, I just don't understand why. Maybe on the CBS Go app, but I'm not paying for another subscription. <laughs> no, it's not on CBS All Access. Well, shit. I already looked. Yeah, I ended up buying all the seasons that. Uh, Charlie Sheen is in. I don't. I didn't much care for the show after that. Whenever I'm at my girlfriend's place, like her mom's full, pretty much watching like the syndicated uh, show of that. Like uh, you know when it's on Fox, uh, the mid afternoon, along with Big Bang Theory. Uh, yeah, watch a lot of those whenever we're over there. <laughs> That's really about it. I mean, I, I haven't been watching too much else. Uh, we've been playing a lot of video games, uh, doing a lot of writing, and reading comic books. That's about it. What kind of video games you've been playing? Uh, NBA, Battlefront 2, stuff like that. Battlefield 5, that's that for me. Okay. Alright, strap right in. Here's my what I've been watching list. Well, uh... As far as TV shows go, uh, I've been watching some Family Guy. Like, you know, I haven't really sat down and you know, binge-watched Family Guy in a while, and there are a lot of seasons I've missed. So, yeah, might as well. So I started to, uh, you know, be... It was mostly just because, you know, around the early part of last decade, I got my job, and it was a, a second shift job, so... Yeah, kind of got behind on a lot of TV shows that way, especially Family Guy. So I decided to start around season 10, which was the season that would have been when I started that job. And, oh man, some good episodes in there. Like, uh, I like that one episode where Brian and Stewie travel back in time pretty much to the first season of Family Guy, where the animation was all weird. <laughs> I like how they make fun of themselves too. Like, look at like oh, look, yeah. look at look at the uh, look at Peter's nose. That's gonna like or, or, or his eyeball. It's gonna appear over his nose or something like that. You know? <laughs> Holy fuck! You read my mind. That's why I was gonna bring up. <laughs> yeah, 
<laughs> it's funny you go back and watch the original like the first season episode and it's like it's there too and it's like holy shit i can't believe it <laughs> i like that one episode where uh brian takes shrooms <laughs> oh man animation for his trips uh those were pretty damn good i gotta say i've never done shrooms but i'm pretty sure that episode scared the shit out of me to never want to do one <laughs> everything i is like you just gotta be in the right mindset and well uh, considering that episode being with the griffins during a fucking hurricane probably not the best I don't know how, but I activated Siri on my phone again. <laughs> and I just looked down and pretty much trying to doubt what I'm saying. I'm like, no, 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 fuck you. I'm not some, like, 80s, 90s horror films. Like, okay, there's one I watched called The Stay Awake about a ghost of a killer hunting, like, a uh, female school. Well, let me just say, they should have called this movie the Try to Stay Awake. Yeah. <laughs> I'll just leave it there. Oh, I got a level yeah. movie that Jake doesn't like, because then you get to make fun of him for sitting there and wasting the two hours of his life. One and a half, if at the most. Probably much shorter than that. You are much more braver than I, sir. Hey, you know, there are a few movies that I actually have turned off, but mostly I'm just like, I'm committed to this, I'm sticking with it. I mean, it takes a movie like, you know, one of the Slaughtered Vomit Dolls. That's a movie I actually turned off early. Mostly also because, uh, well, there was a lot of vomiting in that one. I'm like, mm-hmm, nope. <laughs> I am not looking to vomit today, sir. <laughs> movie called Ghost in the Machine. Movie I've heard about a lot because I remember seeing that video cover a lot when I went to the video store back in the day. I watched it, and yeah, let me just say, there's kind of a cool premise about it, especially you know, for the early 90s, killer spirit, like going through electronics and stuff. I mean, it's kind of like Wes Craven's Shocker. But the problem with it, well, kills weren't really that good, and a killer doesn't have much of a personality. I mean, it probably would have been a hell of a lot better if he was, like, cracking a lot more jokes and had a cool look, but no, it's just a normal-looking guy. That's kind of surprising, considering I found out who the director was, and it's the same director of Freddy's Dead. I think <laughs> I'd rather watch Freddy's Dead over this movie. Because at least Freddy was cracking jokes a lot during that one, and well, there might have been a few that made me giggle a bit. And what we call The Godsend. Well, it's a, another killer kid flick, and just kind of meh. Although I found out this movie had uh, Donald Pleasanton's daughter, and yeah, you could really tell Donald Pleasanton's daughter. She's got that uh, look in her eyes. Just needed her to say, I shot it six times! I highly doubt anybody's ever going to say that again. After a slew of not-so-good movies, I watched a good one called VFW. It's a newer one. It's got Stephen Lang, William Sadler... Uh, Fred Williamson, Shaft, Martin Cove, you know, Cobra Kai, and George Wench. Uh, there are some guys who are, like, uh, they're veterans. They meet up at this one place, and, well, one day these uh, kids on this drug, they just start uh, messing with them, so they start fighting back, and a lot of bloodshed, man. Pretty cool movie. A uh, movie called The Brain. 
about this brain monster that's uh, controlling the TV station, brainwashing people. Pretty cool movie. What we call Destroyer about a ghost of a killer. Well, or is it a ghost of a killer? Maybe a killer didn't die at a prison where they're filming a movie and killing people. Kind of cool. Uh, the Gate, too. I've never seen this one. I've seen The Gate a few times. One of my actually favorite uh, 80s horror flicks. Now, this is a sequel where one of the characters is going back to the site. Well, have you... Okay, I guess I should probably ask. Have you seen The Gate? No. Okay, that's a movie about uh, some kids who uh, accidentally conjure up some little demons from hell in their backyard. And so this one involves one of the kids just a little bit more grown up going back to the site and getting some more demons. This was all right. A movie called The Hearse in an old town being followed by a hearse. Kind of boring. Sounds boring. Razorback, a late 80s Australian flick about a giant killer Razorback pig. That was a pretty cool flick. Nice little creature feature. The pig kind of looked kind of cool. And, uh, well, this week I decided to do a few franchises. So, first part of the week, I pretty much binge-watched the entire Saw series. I was hoping to get them done one day, but, uh, well, <laughs> there was, like, what, eight of these movies? So, that wasn't fucking possible at all. God damn, I love these movies so much. I mean, yeah, they kind of lose a little bit of steam towards the end, but, yeah, I still like those I just kind of view them a little bit. It's kind of almost like a TV show. Yeah, I watch, except the episodes are just a bit longer. And just seeing how everything ties together. Man, goddamn, if it wasn't for all shit going on, we'd be one month away from the Chris Rock Saw movie. <sighs> oh, well. Movie in which I still would not care. And then once I finished those, I decided to check out the Brendan Fraser Mummy trilogy. I haven't checked out the uh, first two in a while, and I gotta say, they're still quite as fun. I mean, yeah, the CGI in those movies don't really hold up. <laughs> Especially <laughs> the, fucking, the fucking rock in The Mummy Returns when he is the Scorpion King. I mean, holy shit. I mean, I guess to be fair, that didn't hold up in 2001 when it came out. <laughs> but, uh, you know, for these movies, I think it kind of works because are so over-the-top and kind of cartoony. But, you know, I never had seen the third movie, The Mummy Tomb of the Dragon Emperor. I mean, I remember, kind of remember when it came out, but it just kind of came and went. And, you know, I figured, you know, hey, now officially owned it in this box set. Might as well. And, meh, it is what it is. It was kind of fun, in a way. But, uh, maybe not something I'm going to go back to too often. It really kind of sucked, as of course, Rachel Wise didn't return for this one, and the chick who they got to replace her is just like, mm, really? Well, first of all, you didn't even pick a British chick, you picked a chick who's trying to put on a British accent. Okay, <laughs> it is what it is. Uh, what's your thoughts on the Mummy movies? Just curious. Um, I've really only seen the trilogy through and through once. But it's okay, I guess. It's nothing to, you know, hang your head on. Yeah, like I said, I think they're pretty funny. They're just good uh, escapism, turn your brain off type flicks. And man, I just kind of want to watch 
at least the first Scorpion King, trying to seek out a copy of that. Although, I'm just the first one, because I don't know how, but that spawned a few sequels, and it just seems like each sequel, they just keep getting new cast members. And those sequels seem to be a graveyard of all the actors who've been, like, uh, doing tune directs video movies now, like <laughs> Billy Zane and Michael Bean. <laughs> like, wow, how the mighty have fallen. Yeah, live long enough to see yourself become the villain. And I decided to watch It Chapter 2, but I wanted to watch it with the director's commentary. And uh, yeah, first of all, I was kind of getting worried because some things I don't like when director's commentaries when Directors get a little too uh, fart sniffy. Remember when I watched the uh, Pet Cemetery commentary after I bought the Blu-ray of that, the original I might want to add. And <laughs> the director, Mayor Lambert, was getting very fart sniffy with that one. Like, oh, any of these could be a character. That tree is a character. It's like, don't get too uh, high and mighty. You're the director of Mega Python vs. Gator Aid, lady. <laughs> Gator Roy, but yeah, might have helped in Gator Asian. I don't know. <laughs> and and uh, I don't know. Well, the first few minutes of this commentary from Andy Muschietti was starting to almost become that. I mean, Jesus Christ, it seems like every character that shows up in a movie, he'd be like, oh, actor's name, such an amazing actor. And he's like, just in there thinking, Good Lord, is everybody you work with an amazing actor or something? But I went along with it, and, and yeah, I actually had some fun with this commentary. You know, like, point out some things I never noticed before. Like, I never noticed, like, how much stuff from uh, his uh, first movie, Mama, there was, like, as far as actors and all the little dolls a birthmark girl gets. That's actually a doll from that movie, which I thought was kind of cool. I was kind of disappointed. The main reason I wanted to watch this commentary was because I wanted to see if there was an explanation for the scene with the leper puking on Eddie and we get Angel of the Morning playing, but, uh, nope, not so much. I think it was just there for, you know, comedic effect. I guess so. And, uh, decided to watch the Blade movies. Because Bandom's movies are good, and, well, again, just uh, like the Mummy trilogy, those movies are kind of fun, even with the really crappy CGI. I mean, especially the first Blade, the final battle, my god, those are some terrible CGI effects. But, hey, they're fun, and I do have to admit, I am a big fan of Blade Trinity, which... I know, not a lot of people are, but hey, I like it because of Ryan Reynolds. I mean, you watch that movie and you're like, well, maybe that's why he ended up becoming Deadpool. Because, well, his character in that movie basically is Deadpool. I watched uh, Doolittle with Robert Downey Jr. And, well, that movie's getting a lot of crap, but I didn't think it was that bad. It's kind of enjoyable. I like the voice talent they brought in for all the animals. Uh, yeah, I say it's a good one-time watch. And then there's I this. I just, I don't, I don't think I would watch it. You know, it's, it's not saying anything on Robert himself. It's just that, that concept is just dumb to me. 
And then what they did with the movie, just it doesn't look like a good movie at all. Yeah, yeah if you like Robert Downey Jr., and you like him. Most of the voice actors they got in there. <laughs> One thing I was kind of disappointed about, you know, they had Tom Holland playing a dog. So you're like, oh, you're hoping for some more Robert Downey Jr., Tom Holland chemistry, like in the Spider-Man movies. Yeah, not so much. I mean, the dog gets left behind, not taken on the journey they go on to watch the queen who's dying, who they have to save. And then I watch this movie. Okay, let me explain this. So 1996... We got the movie Twister. And the same year, we got one of the movies we're talking about in a little bit, Night of the Twisters. But there was another tornado movie that came out that year. It was a, another made-for-TV movie, actually, called Tornado. And yeah, I say it like that because the movie's got an exclamation point in the title. And... Uh, tornado. Well, what's so special about this tornado movie? Well, this movie's got... Bruce Campbell in it, and Ernie Hudson. I, I've heard about this one. I, it, it always gets lost in the shuffle, but I know I've heard about it. Hey, Tornado Movie with Bruce Campbell and Ernie Hudson. That's gotta be fucking amazing, right? 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 Nope. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, you know, I noticed that, you know, I, I have seen, besides Twister and the movies we're talking about today... There are quite a bit of Tornado movies. Are many of them good? Well, not really. And I was like, something I noticed is that, you know, they just don't, they really skimp out on the tornado action a lot. Kind of focus way too much on the drama. And uh, it's just like, you know, Twister, the reason it's so good is that they do a good job of blending in all the tornado action. Oh, and speaking of tornado action... There's the sirens. Uh, that's just because it's noon over here, people. Yeah, so... But Twister does a good job of, like, blending in the tornado action and some really good characters, and you know, a lot of other movies seem to do that. I know this. Do our movies today? Well, we'll get to that in a little bit, but... Man, you just would have hoped a movie that's got Bruce Campbell and Ernie Hudson... And had tornadoes would be a lot more exciting. Not so much. <laughs> Let me tell you, definitely not worth the twenty bucks I spent on it on Amazon. You paid twenty dollars uh, for it. You probably gonna yeah. fucking watch it on YouTube for free. I I tried looking for it on YouTube. It wasn't on there. Believe me, that was my first thought. And as far as I could see, that was the only watching option for this movie. I'm like, well, I. I really do want to see this movie, so hey, I'll bite the bullet. It's not even a rental. It's a buying. Like, well, I there goes twenty dollars. I'll never get back. <laughs> Only Jake buys a movie that he knows he's gonna regret. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I did a few video games too. Like, I think the last time we talked, I was playing that Death Stranding game with Norman Reedus. Uh. I didn't get too far in it. Remember Clerks 2 and Randall's talking about Lord of the Rings? Saying, here's the first movie. Walk, walk, walk. It's pretty much this game right here. And I was like, okay, I'm bored. So I uh, put it back in the Gamefly sleeve and sent it back. And I watched some videos. And I'm like, oh, there are some boss battles in this game. And five hours later. 
Who's got that kind of time? Oh, I got this one game I actually bought from PlayStation Store, and I'd say uh, it's money worth spent. Well, worth spent too. A game called Remothered. Though this game is basically, if you remember me talking about Clock Tower games, like I played a few years ago, it's almost kind of a spiritual remake of those. I mean, it started out as a straight-up remake, but you know they lost their rights, so it's like, okay, we'll just make a similar type game and man this game is so anxiety inducing <laughs> you're basically stuck in a house and crazy old man and you have to hide from this guy while grabbing some pieces for puzzles so yeah it's like i said it's, it's anxiety inducing almost as much as like fucking mr x from the resident evil 2 remake that came out last year well right now i'm playing star wars Fallen Jedi, um, Fallen Jedi Order. Jedi Fallen Order. Yeah, that's kind of fun so far. And, uh, yeah, that's a yeah. that's a, that's a pretty long game. Yeah, but it is. But it's got a lot of lot of puzzles, so expect to use YouTube for yeah <laughs> for some of that shit. Yeah, I've been going back to, but yeah, at the very least, unlike Death Stranding, you know, at least there's actual fighting in this very early on. And I was just like using the good old lightsaber. All right. Yeah, I say I, I say you should, you know, just finish the game. Just don't don't stop. Just because there's a there's a few twists and surprises in there throughout that, you know, really makes it, you know, pretty cool. Yeah, I got I got this from GameFly, so I'll uh, uh, maybe have some time to finish it up. Okay, so. Whew. That is my laundry list of what I've been watching, playing, whatnot. Time to talk about some tornado movies. My movie is chronologically first, and, well, this was a TV movie, and let's just say there's no trailer for it I could find at all. I mean, I couldn't even find a TV spot, so let's just get to the music, and then we'll be back.
time to talk about Night of the Twisters, which, like I said, is a TV movie, and I don't think we've actually uh, ran down a TV movie before. I mean, we've done a commentary for it, and that's about it, honestly. So, very first TV movie we're doing really? debuted on Valentine's Day, 1996. So, yeah, this actually came out a few months before Twister. 5.9 rating on the IMDb. Uh, director Timothy Bond. Uh, did a lot of TV. And James Bond's did, little brother. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, <laughs> actually based on a novel, uh, which I'll talk about in a bit after the cast list. Uh, like I said, we've got Devin Sawa in this Demisaw, we may know him from Idle Hands or Final Destination. And uh, Sean Schneider, he got Bo Duke in this movie. Nope, not Sean William Scott, John Schneider. The original. Yep, and... Uh, they the took that off of fucking Amazon Prime, you know that? That pissed me off. I did not know that, no. And uh, I thought the mom in this movie looked familiar. I looked her up and, ah, yep, I do recognize her. She is the main lady from the original My Bloody Valentine. Uh, I thought that was kind of cool to see her in this. She goes from My Bloody Valentine to this. Yep. Oh, what a time to be alive. Yeah. So, like I said, this movie actually based on a novel. And, well, actually, the novel is loosely based on a true story. Or, uh, was 1980 of tornadoes went through Nebraska, and well, the novel was basically kind of a fictionalized uh, telling of uh, of uh, a few kids and what they went through during it, and let's just say it's the movie's very, very different, which I will get into some differences as we go along, but uh, first major difference is this movie introduces us to a character named Bob, who's a storm chaser and that's who we are introduced to as we get into this movie and just looking around <laughs> looking at these clouds you know noticing yeah these are kind of looking kind of strange a little in- unpredictable and then suddenly it just touches down right near a farmhouse and the family that's in the farmhouse <laughs> Well, they have to be the most unobservant people ever, I got to say. I mean, the daughter's <laughs> just getting home uh, from school, you know. Like, Mommy, I made you something! <laughs> all, this, all the while, while the wind is picking up, and they're like, Hey, where are the chickens? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> First thing I do as I step outside is I look up to the sky. Man, is that a big old funnel cloud behind us? <laughs> Well, Shit, time to go in. Well, even knows until Bob is just like pretty much yelling at him. And uh, boy, <laughs> quite some yelling too. It's like, tornado, tornado, twister. And uh, I, I don't Nobody know how Nobody ever far said Mark... this movie got an Oscar for great acting. <laughs> well, again, TV movie. <laughs> yeah. Just because it's a TV movie doesn't mean you can schlep on the acting. And I don't even know how far apart they are, but they've got to be pretty far apart because, you know, as well, they do finally know and get to their storm shelter and Tornado just pretty much fucks up their house. 
but it is like, you know, Bob, he's just still standing there and, you know, not in any danger at all. It's like, how far apart was he to have been yelling at them? I mean, especially they would have to hear him over the roaring winds and whatnot. <laughs> well, now we get into the town of Blainsworth, Nebraska, and there's a little town festival going on where we get a bike-a-thon race where we uh, meet our main character, Dan, played by Devin Sawa, and uh, I'm mostly going off my notes in the IMDb synopsis, and uh, the synopsis is saying Dan is 13 years old, and I'm like, oh, that's a very fucking old-looking 13 years. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he's 13 years old. I mean, the 15 character. Is, 15 is, is more like it. The character of Dan was 13, or maybe just a tad bit younger in the novel, but they changed it to more teenager for this. And yeah, according to IUDB, I think uh, Devin Saw would have been at least 17 or 18 when this movie premiered. Man, Let's man, cast the eighteen-year-old to play a thirteen-year-old. Technically, some could have pulled it off, but not so much Devin Saw. I don't think. Yeah, crazy to think this is like <laughs> what three years before Idle Hands, man. And goddamn, he looks so young. Well, during this bike race, he ends up wrecking his bike, and oh, it's a little dejected. And then, while he's talking to his friend Arthur and his grandma. Well, his dad, Jack, comes up and he's like, Hey, man, come on, man. Yeah, it's like your bike's broken, but you can still finish this race. No, finish this damn race, kid. God damn it. So, yeah, we can kind of see the kind of relationship they have. Well, he ends up winning a drawing and, well, ends up winning a new bike. Those things are looking kind of good for Dan, right? Right? After a while, they... Dan and Arthur are sitting around watching the class, and I'll start talking about later days, yeah. And which is another thing from a novel, which I thought was kind of cool. Now, keep in mind, I actually, for well, I've read it once, and first time it was read to us, and uh, how, what grade would have I been at that time? Let's just go with fourth grade. Fourth grade teacher read it to us, and then I read it by myself and yeah, just a few months ago I actually listened to the audiobook of it back when I was actually still working in an office. Yeah, I memory's still a little fresh of the novel, I guess. And yeah, the red letter days just just like, well hey, if you get a red letter you get some good news. But what about black letter days? All I can say is, why well, the letter gotta be black, huh? <laughs> <laughs> What are you going to bring up old shit for? <laughs> yeah, as Dugan would say. <laughs> <laughs> Around this time, Arthur's sisters come along, and you know, they're, apparently their parents are out of town, and you know, the oldest one, Stacy, is going to be in charge, and you now we can kind of tell Dan had a little bit of a thing for Stacy. I mean, hey, yeah, she does look pretty good, and hey, I can say that I was a 10, 11 years old when this movie came out, yo. I can say she looked good, right? Sure. <laughs> Who am I to judge? Granted, this came well, out the year I was born, so, you know. 
I can't say that. <laughs> After a little bit more hanging out, well, Dan realizes he forgot to walk Grandma's dog, and is like, oh, shit, I am so busted. So he arrives at Grandma's house. Where Dad is there with the dog, loading the dog up because he's got an injured leg, needs to go to the vet. And it's like, so, yeah, why weren't you here? What's going on, son? Again, synopsis um, of IMDb. Well, they need to get their facts right because it's just like saying Jack yells at Dan for not being responsible, but I wouldn't call what happened in the scene yelling. It's just like, hey, what's going on, huh? Well, okay, see you later. <laughs> oh, IMDb. After Dan leaves, well, Grandma's kind of giving Jack some shit. He's like, oh, I remember you were just a little bit of a troublemaker yourself. Now we're at the Hatch residence with uh, Dan, Mom, his little baby brother, Ryan, and Arthur's visiting to want to come over for dinner because apparently what his sister has planned isn't very good. Mom has to leave for work at a diner, so she can picked up by her friend Jenny, and who seems to have a little bit of car trouble, like has uh, trouble stalling every once in a while. And I wrote down in my little notes here, a little bit of foreshadowing. That going to come back? Well, it does, but not in the most exciting uh, way. You could kind of tell that that was coming back. Like, it was a little too obvious. Yeah. But not the most exciting way, though. Dan and Arthur are hanging out tonight. Well, Arthur's got a little thing called a bull roar. And that's another thing that comes from the novel. It comes in a little later after all the destruction and in the novel, Arthur is asking Dan, what if I cause this, man? Apparently the bull war brings uh, like storms and shit when you use it. Yeah, this is an inspirational kids novel. So, you know, Dan is just like saying, no, it wasn't you. It was me because I hated Ryan when he was born. And I'm like, okay, kids, come on. Hot air and cold air meet up. They cause these tornadoes. Let's not get too preachy now. It reminds me when I was younger, just a tad bit more religious than I am these days, which isn't saying much. I should probably had. <laughs> You're going there. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> I just remember I was really worried to uh, touch myself during thunderstorms. Of like, if I touch myself, I'll send tornadoes. <laughs> It'll be all my fault. <laughs> Yeah, so before killing dinosaurs, it was sending tornadoes. <laughs> uh, okay. Moving on from that. Well, there are breaking a lot of shit in the house. At least Arthur is. He's breaking the chair, breaking the lamp, and all Jack ends up coming home. But, you know, there's hearing about the tornado warnings in the area. And uh, Jack is going off to get Mom, who's uh, getting the... Sent home early from the diner just because, you know, they have love, help. They don't need her. But, you know, she doesn't have a right, so Jack's going out. And yeah, as soon as he leaves, well, the storm outside starts picking up a bit. And sirens are going on and off. I mean, I mean really going on and off. They start blowing. It's like, okay, we got to get down. Oh, it's stopped now. Well, okay, I guess we're cool. And that happens quite a bit in this, but after the last siren goes off, well, Dan's going down and meet up with Arthur as the house is fucking shaking a lot. 
Arthur's like, yo, man, they're saying on the news there's a tornado warning. Are we, are, are we in danger? And I'm just thinking to this point, uh, never mind a fucking tornado warning on the TV. How about the fucking house shaky right now? That should be a number one indicator something's going on here. That should be the number one thing. Like, hey, get to safety. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we kind of learned that Arthur and his family come from California. Like, uh, yeah, you got a lot of earthquakes there. House shaking should be like a big red flag, yo. It's funny. It's like that side of the country gets earthquakes, the middle gets tornadoes, and the lower part of the east side gets hurricanes, and the upper side gets blizzards. It's like no yeah. matter where you go, you got to deal with some force of nature in the U.S. Right. <laughs> You're never safe, man. Although, <laughs> yeah, hey, gut to your head. What would you rather deal with? Well, um, probably the hurricane. Probably be the most fun. I'm going to go with shack up and yeah. well, they, they make some really sturdy houses down in Florida because of the hurricanes. So, you know, yeah. you're, you're safe in them. I would go with blizzard because, Hey, as long as you're out and about, as long as they're shacking up at home, you should be safe. <laughs> it's just me. Yeah, it's, just... it, it's so cold though. Hey, as long as you got good heating. Yeah. I mean, but still, I, I can't stay in the winter time. Yeah. Yeah. I will never choose a blizzard, ever. I mean, at least you, with the blizzard, you really don't have to worry about your house being destroyed. <laughs> no. There could be special occasions if the snow gets too high and weighs too much. Yeah, I guess so. We're going too deep into it. Moving on. <laughs> yeah, like I said, storm's getting really fucking intense now. So they have to go down to the basement. Well... Dan has to go get Ryan first and nearly get fucking sucked out of the window. But somehow he holds on and grabs Ryan and down the basement they go while the fucking storm is just ripping their house apart. Arthur's kind of a dumbass, I guess. I mean, okay, man, I know you don't get a lot of tornadoes in California, but you know, he keeps talking about, oh, I have to go get to my family. You know, I'm like, yeah, a tornado was on. First thing you want to do is not go outside. You want to stay put wherever the hell you are. I think I heard something like if you're um, if you have like no access to like a home nearby, just go in the middle of a field and crouch down or something. Like, yeah, something like that. I've heard. Yeah. Like, like why? I I don't know. I just that really doesn't make much sense. Well, yeah. I guess if there's ever is a tornado, just. Gotta hope you are in a good place with a good shelter. <laughs> or else you're up in the A. <laughs> Why are we sugarcoating it? They're fucked in the ass. Up <laughs> in the A sounds funnier. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, while that was going on, well, at the diner, well, Jenny finally gets there and uh, picks up Mom. And uh, this is where the car stalling comes up and... Yeah, like I said, that's the payoff for that, because they can't get away from them there, so they have to go inside the diner, and, well, Mom gets hit with a trash can lid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, like, I would kind of hope the stalling car would have made up for, like, a more intense scene, but uh, I guess not. 
Why and, would we uh, want to do that? And while the tornado over at Dan's house is finally gone and they're getting out of the wreckage, they run into Arthur's sisters, who are, of course, freaking out. Look over, see a man wearing a Letterman jacket, so of course they think it's Jack because... Uh, Guess Jack was a major football star at the University of Nebraska back in the day. And, well, we got a little bit of expositions that he's really tough on Dan just because he doesn't want him to be a failure like he was. Like, uh, yeah, dude, you blew out your knee. I mean, easy, bro. <laughs> but, of course, it's not Jack. It's some other guy. I, they recognize him, but I don't know if we do. And, yeah, he pretty much dead. Okay, well... Hey, we got his truck now. Let's uh, drive this. Uh, I can't drive. Well, I'll drive. What the hell? Why the hell not? Why the hell not? I'm 13 years old. <laughs> hey, Michael Myers can drive. So can I. <laughs> well, uh, heading over to Grandma's place because that's actually where Jack was going. Well, of course, they run into a roadblock and the police officer's like, hey, you get the hell out of here. We'll, we'll take you somewhere safe. But after... Arthur and younger sister Ronnie Bay get out with Ryan. Well, Dan with Stacy still in the car just drives off. I I, uh, I don't know what cops think in these situations, but uh, that one cop's just like, huh, well, damn it, he's gone. Let's not send anybody after him or anything. Well, I, you would think in this situation your efforts are better utilized in another way. I guess so. That's on the way to Grandma's house, well, they actually do end up passing by Jack, who's alive, but he is pinned under his truck. Help me. I'm under my truck. And uh, they end up getting to Grandma's place. It's it's still intact. I mean, not completely destroyed, but Grandma's been knocked out, and yeah, she's a little wonked out. I mean, you could probably tell she was already a little senile, but being knocked out by a tornado, yeah, she's pretty much bye-bye right now. And, uh, well, they end up saving her, and they end up finding Jack, and so they get a little help from the police to get Jack out. And, uh, end up driving to the diner where Mom works, and it is fucking destroyed. But we actually find out that the mom, Laura, she's actually at a shelter now with Jenny, and we end up meeting Bob there. And, you know, Bob and Jenny, they're kind of hitting it off a bit. And, uh, that's around this time, well, another tornado just drops right near that fucking shelter. Now, one guy comes in, he's like, another tornado, take shelter. And it's like, uh-huh, it's not a tornado. It's fucking three tornadoes that are dropping off by this place. Fucking three tornadoes. They're fucking screwed, yo. Jack Dan and all the rest of the cruiser at another shelter, and... Now we get to hear a little bit more of the backstory that, well, Jack's not really Dan's father. It's actually his stepdad, because uh, his real dad was a pilot, and, well, yeah, he was uh, killed during the flight. And so Jack joined in, Yeah, just a little bit more about how he didn't want Jack to be a disappointment, and even has Ryan, so he wouldn't be a disappointment either. Jack decides to drive off to try to find Laura, and uh, Dan ends up sneaking into the car with Ryan. <laughs> he doesn't even find out until like a few miles down when he hears Ryan crying. It's like, 
Um, how would he be able to keep that baby quiet that whole time? I don't get it. Well, maybe the kid didn't cry until just then. Yeah, I guess. And I, I get you want the whole family to be together and all, but uh, with Brain Ryan along, really is that appropriate? Uh, I don't know. Well, after a while, like, uh, Bob and Jenny and Laura, they end up driving back to the house and they see it completely destroyed and they're freaking out a bit. But Jack, Dan, and Ryan end up meeting them as a happy family reunion until more tornadoes show up right out of nowhere. Like, rumble, rumble, motherfuckers. <laughs> and, well, Bob's saying, well, uh, we really have no place safe to take shelter in, so I say, but we really need to drive off. I guess uh, <laughs> there goes that lane in the middle of the field. Series got you through out there. <laughs> <laughs> of course it does. A chase scene ensues. Like, yeah, this one tornado just comes right after them. I mean, comes completely after them. It's like even taking the fucking roads. And like, it's hell-bent on getting this family. There's even a random car that ends up behind them and ends up getting sucked up by a tornado. So bye-bye to those two people, whoever they were. And let me tell you, like, those people in that car, they were as close to a tornado as the fucking hatches get at some points in this chasing, and, well, they don't end up being sucked up. Uh, the magical powers of being the main character, I guess. <laughs> I'm a main character. Yeah, I get to live. <laughs> Not a main character? Well, I'm fucked. Ends up going under an underpass. For my here, not the best place to be during a tornado, but for movie logic, it is. So they take shelter and, well, I'm Dan curious. is almost. Why, why do you say that? Well, I don't know. That's, that's everything what I hear. Like, something about, like, how the wind pressure under those is, makes it not safe. <laughs> I don't know. That, that's what I hear. Don't don't quote me, man. That's the <laughs> yeah, I'm not quoting expert. you. I'm just asking to get you new why. <laughs> They, uh, I, don't, I don't know shit about tornadoes. Well, Dan's almost getting sucked out. But, you know, they hold on to him after a while. Tornado ends up going away. And now everybody is safe. And we're all a happy family again. So now the movie's ending. We get a little narration from Dan. How everybody's doing. Well, Jack ended up having to close his hardware store, but... He found a new job as a football coach at the high school, and they end up winning their first championship in years. Yay! Well, Arthur's becoming class president, but he's still a geek. Dan and Stacy end up dating, going to prom together, and uh, baby Ryan's getting a little older and becoming a good football star. Bob and Jenny get married, expecting twins, and Grandma died. Well, not a happy ending for everybody. Yeah, and that's where we roll credits on this movie. All right, Scott. What do you think of Night of the Twisters? Well, let's just say this is a TV movie. <laughs> yeah? <laughs> it's, um... It, the acting is very under par. Um... 
pretty much while watching this, I was just thinking to myself, God, I could do better job than this. Um, I mean, the story wasn't too bad, I guess. You know, it's watchable. Uh, you know, it's, it's got some tense moments, you know, even for a TV movie. So I guess it, it was one of its redeeming qualities. Um, other than that, yeah, pretty much for me, the thing that does it is just how bad the CGI and the acting was. Like, come on. Yeah, well. This is kind of why I stay away from TV movies, just because, like, they try to do too much with such a low budget that, you know, they have such a hard time doing it. I don't know. I I'm, I think I'm going to go just okay. Yeah, I'm going to go just okay, too. I think pretty much the nostalgia of this movie is what keeps me from uh, really hating it. I mean, yeah, it's definitely far from perfect, but you know, I can... I've talked about how I've read the book twice, and I got, like... I just remember when this came out, and well, just because we've read the novel, you know, our teacher was making a huge deal about this uh, movie being made. And I'm like, oh, yeah, a tornado movie. Yeah, I definitely want to see it because I think back when we talked about Twister, I talked about how much I was really into tornadoes back in those days. I mean, yeah, they're they're fascinating. I mean, they're fucking scary as hell, but they're they're kind of fascinating, especially like, watching you know, video. You know, growing up with Twister, you know, it, it really was, you know, it was a fascinating subject because, you know, it's this force of nature that, you know, you can't control. It was, you know, the same way that, you know, hurricanes were, you know, interesting. Right. You know, so it's just, I know what you mean. I mean, like I said, I think nostalgia factors is uh, kind of helping the movie's case in this point. And, uh, well, he didn't mention, but uh, tornado effects in that Bruce Campbell movie yeah, really weren't that good. I mean, they make this movie's uh, tornado effects look like twisters. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's bad. <laughs> I mean, I think some of the tornadoes look good. I mean, most of the time they're being, like, kept in the dark, which I think helps their case a bit. Yeah. But, uh, when you don't have to really show it and you just right. it's it's coming you know you, you have to pretty much use your imagination like oh god right and uh, one thing is though i want to say the final chase scene it's a little tense but i think it could have been a little bit more tenser because i don't think i got a sense of urgency i mean for one yeah the... it was really lackluster like you knew they were gonna get out of it because, again, TV movie. And it just... It was really dumb, in my opinion. Like, this this thing is just, like, chasing them. Kind of like a fucking... You know, the, it gave me the, the reference of, you know, the, the sharks from Jaws are hunting the Brody family. Like, really? <laughs> that That's yeah, kind of what I had going in my mind. <laughs> it's just like, no matter what route this family would take, our nail's coming right for them. But uh, yeah, I I don't get the sense of urgency. I think mostly because like of course the underacting. It's like, oh shit, tornado. Uh, we gotta get out of here, guys. Uh, I would think I'd be a little bit more freaked out at this point. I mean, 
even if you're not like, ah, motherfucker, God, get the fuck out of here. Why folks dying? We get the fuck out. <laughs> You'd be <laughs> a little bit more, uh, like, alert <laughs> if you saw, like, tornadoes coming for you, I think. And I think what also kind of hurts is, you know, I never really got, like, I don't think there really was a score in this movie as well. Yeah, there really wasn't. I mean, there was a few spots where I could hear music, but that was... It wasn't anything too exciting. Yeah, especially during the tornado sequences. And, you know, a good score can really help a movie at times. I mean, you know, we all talk about the score for Halloween and how John Carpenter showed that movie without the score. And, you know, people said it was kind of boring, but he showed it to them with the score. And, yeah, it really ramped the movie up. And, you know, just watching this people get chased my tornado, no, like, intense music playing. Yeah, I, just... I know we've talked about that before, but you gotta you gotta wonder. You watch the movie without anything, you know what's coming. So even with the score in there, I mean, you gotta imagine that the it, it doesn't have the same feel. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I think, you know, not having one in there, though, is it definitely hurts just because, you know... It, the suspenseful music, you know, it it helps. Otherwise, right, what do you I, have? You got nothing. Yeah, I mean, it really sounds like we're like tearing this movie apart. But you know, it's it's a decent movie. I mean, it is what it is. I, I mean, if it's tornado some... season, I I I say yeah, it's maybe worth a watch. You know, if you I got mean, nothing else to do. I'm not pissed off that I watched this, and it's not a completely offensive movie it won't make you be like well i just wasted a whole bunch of time watching that you know it's i mean if you got the nostalgia factor like i do maybe you'll want to watch it a couple of times maybe every few years or whatnot and some of you it might be like a good one-time watch yeah you say you know it's it's a decent watch and hey it's on youtube so you won't be wasting any money watching it Unlike the uh, other tornado movie where $20 <laughs> down the drain. I'm going to remind you about that for like the next year just to piss you off. Uh, you will, won't you? <laughs> oh, yeah. Just like my name is not fucking Warren. <laughs> God, I haven't heard that in uh, eons. <laughs> Uh, I had to remind you, Jake. <laughs> hey, Scott, uh, how does uh, being pent between two cars kill you? I don't know, Jake. How does it? That's the theory. When do we come back? Hey. Yeah, you. we're kind of... All right, well, I think I said all I could say about this movie, so hey, your turn, Scott. Yeah, I'm doing a movie I've never seen before. So it should be interesting.
we're back i've used another song i've used before but who the fuck cares because this is my show we are back to uh with a movie called into the storm in which i saw trailers for but never thought i would ever watch but here we are and i watched it last night so (laughs) jake give me the rundown okay 5.8 on imdb came out august 4th 2014 and uh let's see director guy named steven quayle i think that's how you pronounce his name and all i can tell from his imdb is that the only noteworthy movie he's directed besides this is the fifth final destination movie and <laughs> okay well, we got some names in this one got richard armitage uh, who was in the hobbit movies and uh we've got Sarah Wayne Callies in this movie 
Lori from The Walking Dead, the one that everybody seemed to hate. And Matt Walsh, he's in this movie too. Uh, he's been in quite a few things, but whenever I look at this guy, all I can think of is a uh, fucking semi-pro. He's a he's a referee that uh, Jackie Moon says, Suck my cock! I'll murder your family! You told me to F your C! <laughs> <laughs> Also was in the hangover. He was a doctor is like, oh, right in between, get a fucking map. <laughs> Something like that. You know that. the funniest thing? He says, suck my cock, I'll murder your family. Not like 10 years later, he'd be in a stall about to do the same thing to the other guy. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, actually kind of cool about this is that uh, we got two people from the Friday the 13th remake. Uh, the black guy, Daryl, he was uh, the one from the Friday 13th remake. He's the one who was trying to beat off to the Sears catalog. And the uh, fucking hillbilly from Friday the 13th remake is in this as uh, another hillbilly. Uh, talk about the, typecasting. The uh, the guy who was licking the nudie mags? Yep. One oh, what where he was in the shack where Jason pretty much got his mask from. Yeah. And yeah, that's, uh, <laughs> that's the notable names I can find in this one. All right, well, the movie starts out with a group of high school students. They're uh, they're in a car and they are documenting the events and the aftermath of a devastating tornado. And well, man, they, uh, <laughs> that's a good quality camera for some high schoolers <laughs> with an iPhone. I gotta say too. <laughs> Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, the uh, they're in their car as a storm. It starts brewing. Well, the storm it starts to get worse, and the kids they look up and see a tornado approaching. A girl begs for them to go, but the boy recording on a camera gets out the videotape, and he starts you know taping the tornado. He gets back in the car, but the tornado picks them up, and before they can escape, and it kills them all. Darwin yeah. Awards, right there. And that's how we open credits. <laughs> I mean, I don't think they even realize it's a tornado at first, which I don't get. And it might as well have been holding up a fucking sign. It's like, I'm a fucking tornado. I'm going to fuck your shit up. I'm a tornado. You don't fuck with me. <laughs> I mean, I get it was fucking dark. You could barely see it, but... uh yeah, the wind and all the destruction should have tipped you off. Watching these really just makes me want to go watch Twister again. I know. Yeah, maybe I'll do that <laughs> tonight. Cryosphere! <laughs> we already done that for Cryosphere, though. <laughs> I don't care. Let's do it again. <laughs> Cryo Cryosphere. It's <laughs> <laughs> our show. We make the rules. Um... <laughs> uh, in the town of Silverton, Oklahoma, the local high school senior class is preparing for graduation. The high school's vice principal, Gary Fuller, has asked his two sons, Trey and Donnie, to record messages from the seniors for a time capsule to be opened in 25 years. I think it's funny they asked only the seniors, but still they go around and asking everybody in the town. Yeah. <laughs> That's the old man where he's going to be in 25 years. Yeah, probably dead. 
<laughs> yeah, I'll probably be dead, you young one. Well, elsewhere, Pete, a veteran storm chaser, has been attempting to intercept and film tornadoes using a heavily armored vehicle nicknamed Titus. But he's come up short all year long. Upon learning of a major line of developing storms, the chasers confer and decide to head for Silverton in hopes of filming tornadoes. Uh, after arriving in Silverton, the team discovers that the cell they have been uh, chasing has dissipating, or had dissipated, upsetting Pete. As the, uh, the team reconvenes to determine its next move, the Silverton cell abruptly strengthens, resulting in a hailstorm and tornado. As the, yeah. uh, the team... I just like uh, how they all run out of the hotel during that fucking hailstorm. <laughs> oh my god, protection. it's hailing! Let's go run out to the car! <laughs> Golf ball size hail, I'm like, pretty sure that would knock you the fuck out. It's okay, they were using laptops to protect their heads. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's use a, a very expensive equipment to protect ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's one thing if it's just like little bit size hail. I mean, I actually think I've been outside with those little hills, and it's just like, ow, 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 that hurts, ow, ow. Can't imagine with golf ball size. <laughs> I can't imagine the guy who was filming. He stands there and just turns around and watches the other guys run to the thing, and he's just sitting there getting pelted in the head by it. <laughs> oh, man. Like, like, what kind of hell is this? Well, uh, as the team films, the funnel abruptly shifts course and heads for the high school. At the high school, the senior students are participating in commencement ceremonies when the weather suddenly sours. Moments later, the tornado sirens sound, and the students are subsequently marshaled into the school building by the head principal. God, my writing's crap. <laughs> I don't know why I use big words. I'm trying to act smart, damn it. Big words, kids. <laughs> loud noises. Puppy barking. Well, uh, yeah, there were... in the aftermath of the tornado, shaken students emerge from the damaged building to view the destruction, while Gary sets out to rescue his eldest son, who had gone to an abandoned paper mill to help a friend with the project. Both were uh, trapped underneath this building that was brought down when the tornado uh, passed by. A friend try girly has a crush on and whew, I can see why. Let's see the size <laughs> of those things. <laughs> <laughs> they were just out there to be seen. Hey <laughs> goddamn. It was like talking about, oh you're you're beautiful. I mean oh I don't mean to say that. I've been like, yeah you look good. Your titties are huge. <laughs> you guys are big honkers girl. <laughs> that's, what, that's what a redneck would say. Never mind. As Pete's uh, storm chase team stops in a small part of town, a tornado takes shape just as Gary and Ter uh, Trey arrive, uh, destroying several buildings. Everyone except Gary and Pete's meteorologist, Allison Stone, make it to safety. While the, uh, the two are almost killed before the twister dissipates, uh, then, after Gary pleads for help, Pete's team uh, agree to help Gary get to uh, the paper mill. 
While en route to the mill, another round of the Radix Tornadoes forms and circles Pete's team, in the process destroying a residential neighborhood and a car lot. Um, an explosion turns uh, one of the tornadoes into a fire nado, not a shark nado. Which Jacob tries to film, only to be caught up in a storm and is killed. This causes what a way uh, to go. <laughs> this causes friction between Pete and his team, as Pete's concern seems to be more on collecting data than ensuring his team's safety. After recovering their vehicles, Allison leaves with uh, Gary to continue their trip to the paper mill. Uh, at the mill, the two trapped students attempt to use their phones to call for help because their phones totally work from being submerged after that one. Yeah. Uh, I should have mentioned uh, the water has been pouring into... To make matters worse, uh, a water pipe abruptly breaks and begins to flood the, the hole in which the two are trapped. Injured and at risk of drowning, the two record messages for their loved ones. They prepare for the worst. At the last minute, uh, Gary and Allison arrive and successfully free the two students. With a little help from the brother. Uh, uh, in the skies above Silverton, a convergence of tornadoes results in a colossal EF-5 tornado that threatens to level the town. I would say, <laughs> at this point, it's probably a little bit more than a fucking F5. Yeah. F6? <laughs> Maybe F7. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Isn't that's there a movie fucking... called, like, F6 or something? Yeah, probably one of those uh, low-budget sci-fi movies, I would bet, though. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I would bet. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, the thing in this movie, goddamn, that's fucking bigger than the one at the end of Twister. Hey, man, they had to up the level, up the danger level. Right. Well, the town citizens have taken shelter at the school, and Pete's team, however, determines that the school's storm shelter will be inadequate in the face of the monstrous tornado. Unable to alert the school staff with mobile devices, Pete's team rushes to the school to notify the citizens that they must evacuate. Uh, while citizens rush to board school buses to flee the advancing storm, Pete and his team move to track and follow the storm. But the last school bus and a handful of cars are cut off from the retreat due to a downed transmission uh, in an attempt to improvise a shelter, the storm uh, chasers and school refugees take cover in a storm drain. But debris from the tornado damages one of the storm uh, grates, compromising the shelter. Uh, in an attempt to save lives, Pete hands over his research uh, hard drives to Gary, then uh, sacrifices himself by leaving the shelter to uh, move the Titus down to the storm drain. Where it's yeah. uh, a combination of the vehicle's weight, uh, ground anchors, and a winch cable are used to anchor the storm grate to the concrete face. Uh, I also got to point out is before he came in, a few people were getting sucked out. We got Wilhelm scream! Yeah, I thought I heard that. I wasn't 100% sure, but it sounded like it. Uh, I can never go wrong with a good Wilhelm scream. <laughs> 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 well, the uh, 
Titus's uh, equipment proves unable to anchor the vehicle to the ground, and the tornado picks up the vehicle. From the camera turret aboard uh, Titus, Pete observes the eye of the tornado as the vehicle is lifted above the clouds. No. Yeah. Oh, that's kind of <laughs> cool. I can imagine what's going through his mind. It's like, oh man, this is so beautiful. I'm going to be horribly mangled in just a few seconds, but man, <laughs> what a beautiful sight. What goes up must come down. <laughs> Pete, then just fucking, you know, he crashes back down to Earth, and, you know, he, he's killed instantly. Shortly thereafter, the EF-5 tornado dissipates. In the aftermath of the tornado outbreak, the townspeople begin efforts to clean up and rebuild. As Gary's uh, sons move to complete their time capsule film, many of those they interview after the tornadoes express a newfound appreciation for their lives and a hopeful outlook on life as we roll credits. Yeah, man, you kept leaving out the fucking rednecks. <laughs> Just fucking thrill-seeking throughout the whole movie. Like, yeah, fucking tornado, man, we're gonna be stars! <laughs> and I mean, they, they really didn't prove vital to the, the plot. They were just there for a comedic I, effect, really. Yeah, I like uh, the one part where we think they're dead. They're like, oh, no, but and just before the credits roll, hey, man, we're somehow still alive! Yeah! <laughs> I'm upside down and hit a tree! <laughs> one of them uh, is... Uh, not there. What the fuck? He's from Always Sunny. Oh, yeah. He, he's uh, D's retarded boyfriend. <laughs> Oh, oh yeah, I think Lil Kev. Yeah, I think that's the one though. Oh yeah, that's the one who I think was in uh, Friday the Thirteenth. Yeah, yeah, it was Lil Kev. God damn. <laughs> I was like, hey, he's familiar. <laughs> what the hell is his name? It didn't come to me until just now. Lil Kev. So who retarded that? <laughs> <I kept>, sweet. <laughs> yeah, here it is. The title: Sweet D's dating a retarded person. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I gotta love it. So, Jake, what are your thoughts? Well, hey, man, if you like tornadoes and you like movies with a lot of tornado destructions, then, you know, you'll probably like this movie because, you know, I said earlier, I think some movies just kind of focus a little bit more on the drama rather than tornado action. But, yeah, this movie, this movie's got a lot of that. Especially the last sequence, this uh, fucking mega tornado, I mean. Holy shit, yeah, we saw that shit was like picking up airplanes and shit. I mean, it was that fucking powerful. It was a little interesting angle to take. I mean, something else he kind of didn't mention is that uh, this is pretty much a found footage type flick. I, I yeah, want to say probably I, the first... I should have mentioned it. There's a It's... It's a mix between found footage and kind of what they did with uh, Behind the Mask. Yeah. It's it's basically that throughout the whole movie. Yeah. And honestly, I gotta admit, there were some sequences I was like, um, are we in found footage mode at this point? And, you know, it kind of got a little confusing which, what was found footage, what wasn't. And, of course, one of the major things, of course, 
about found footage movies is there are definitely some sequences where you're like, dude, fucking put the camera down. And there are definitely <laughs> some in this. Down safety. My God, like you're in, stupid. Like in this one, like, you know, when the tornado first strikes the high school and everybody's shells there, you know, a main kid, I think Trey is like still holding on to the camera. It's like, man, you got a lot of other things to worry about than your fucking time capsule movie now, brah. <laughs> I mean, it's, this movie is what it is. Yeah, like I said, if you like Tornado Destruction, you'll get a kick out of this one. You know, there's a lot of good tense sequences. And the characters, they're, they're all right. I mean, definitely no Bill Paxton, Helen Hunt, or Philip Seymour Hoffman. But they're right for what they are. So I'm going to go with uh, just okay with this one as well. This this, this I want to say this is a little bit better than the other one. Um, this one had a lot more, like, anxiety-inducing scenes, I guess. You know, it, it felt a little more real, even though, you know... you. The CGI in it was still pretty bad, you know? Yeah. But, I mean, you know, it, you kind of cared a little bit more about these characters because the acting wasn't just so bad. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> it wasn't the best, but it, it was definitely better than the last movie. Um, You know, it, it definitely has some good scenes. You know, the, uh, the massive freaking tornado was definitely... Definitely something I felt that they had to do if they were going to, like, try and, you know, beat Twister. Right. So, you know, it, it definitely felt like they, they did the right thing there. So, uh, honestly, I think I might go pretty good with it. And I just got to say, you know what I mean? Maybe the best Tornado movie to come out since Twister, even though <laughs> there's not a there's lot really of There's really not much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's it's such a shame. I mean, you know, like I said, I'm such a tornado enthusiast, and there's really slim pickings out there for tornado movies, man. I mean, I would, I would dare say that these probably the ones we did plus Twister are probably the only ones worth watching. I'll make you. I'll make you a promise right now. If I make it big in the screenwriting business, I'll write you specifically a tornado movie. Sweet. <laughs> it'll be awesome it'll be lots of destruction no yeah i forgot to mention my what i've been watching oh, i mean i kind of left out because i didn't watch it because there's another tornado movie i remembered years ago i actually have on one of my flash drives but i didn't end up watching it because i was about to then i saw the runtime two hours and 45 minutes i'm like um hmm, i don't know <laughs> yeah i mean three hour runtime i mean uh, I don't know about that, but yeah, yeah. Like I said, man, it's just not too much good ones out there, and you know, you just gotta gotta take what's what you can get, you know. And like I said, man, that's probably the best sense twister, better than a lot of those uh, fucking sci-fi channel movies, which are mostly what we get these days. Yeah, it kind of sucks, but yeah. it is what it is. That's all I had to say about that. Yeah, me too. All right. Let's take a break and cut. 
we done episode with fire, episode with wind? No, we are not going on a uh, theme right there, people. Those were just coincidences. Because <laughs> next time, we are going down for a little trip. How the hell we're doing that with all the social distancing? I don't know, but we are. We're going all the way to Beverly Hills. And in Beverly yeah, Hills, I, uh, we're Let's just say it uh, it took a lot of doing and it took a lot of money on my part, but uh, we're going we're gonna go uh, record in style next time. Oh yes, we are. And in Beverly Hills, we're gonna meet a cop, and then we'll be meeting a ninja. Not quite the usual type of ninja. This one's kind of a little bit overweight, but hey, <laughs> he's funny. <laughs> hey, leave my brother alone, okay? <laughs> yes. We'll be talking about Beverly Hills Cop and Beverly Hills Ninja. And uh, honestly, we discussed this when we were discussing this idea, but this will be our first Eddie Murphy movie done on the show, which is kind of surprising. Yeah, we uh, we should be shamed in the comment section. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, we've done like a bunch. We've done Jim Carrey. We've done, we've done a ton of Will Ferrell. <laughs> Adam Sandler. And, yeah, somehow we just never reach Eddie Murphy, and I, I just don't know how. I mean, not even a movie where he's like a fucking side character. <laughs> I, I don't know how, but, well, that's going to change. And in case you're wondering, well, why are you doing just the first Beverly Hills Cop? Well, this will be a little bit of an episode where we do a first movie and then episode we will complete out the trilogy. Uh, Since yeah. we don't have three people on the show anymore, we had to get creative. Exactly. Yeah, trilogies are going to be hard for a bit. <laughs> yeah, that's why uh, all of them have pretty much been put on the back burner. Exactly. But, uh, yeah, so, Beverly Hills Cop and Beverly Hills Ninja for the next time. So, if you want to leave some thoughts on these, on holymofos at gmail.com or jakethesnake54 on Twitter. I think I'm at brother underscore scout one. You think? I think. <laughs> okay, then. <laughs> <laughs> I had to get creative, though. All right, so, yeah. I guess until Beverly Hills Cop and Ninja, watch for the skies. If you see shit turning green out there, the wind start picking up, seek shelter, or go into the middle of a field, like Scott said. I, I don't know how that would help, but uh, either way. Did you say the sky is turning green? Hey, that's one of the signs. Uh, the twisters showing uh, coming up. Sky's turning green. Well, don't, don't you remember? Don't you remember the sky, twister? sky turning into the Hulk? <laughs> I guess so. Yeah, that's how uh, you can explain it. <laughs> Nature's getting mad, and the tornado is pretty much the Hulk. Later, Fargars. Yeah, peace out.
and charity laced with a lie Still we keep hoping to fix all the defects And strengthen these seminal ties We go on together for better or worse Our history is too real to hate Now and forever we stay until Screamed, they'll never ever take us alive.